This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. The Mavericks were without all of their starters yesterday. And I don't mean that in a hyperbolic sense. I mean, literally, their preferred starting lineup, every single one of them, was out. But at halftime, they're down by four points against Minnesota, and I'm like... That's a close game. Yes, especially because the point spread at one point got as high as 14 and a half. I thought, man, good for them. And then the second half happened... Did you guys watch this game knowing it was a, I don't know, a JV ahead, game or what we want to call it? Not one second. This is Which my is issue. unusual for you. This is my issue with the NBA, and this is common. Not that all five will be out, but this is a common practice now in the NBA, and so I'm just like, I'm not turning it on. Nothing against Hardy or Hardaway or Josh Green, their NBA players. I'm like, I'm not watching. It's it's not worth my time or energy to watch it. I already know the result. You guys have forfeited the game. But it is a chance for younger players to get 48 minutes possibly of NBA action against a good NBA team. Yeah, I uh, I checked it out for a few minutes and then went to the airport to pick up Adrian. And by the time I turned around, Kevin, it was out of hand. And I was like, well. It was a good run, man. So I got locked in on the third quarter because I was like, well, this is going to be just a destruction. But then when it was close, I was like, here we effing go. I, I and will, then it fell apart, really. I will say this, though. This is, I mean, this is what Mike was talking about, too. This is your chance to see the best team in your conference against you, right? Like, you get to go square off with them. And you're not beating us tonight. And everybody, everybody that could have started was like, I don't, I don't need to be there. And, the, and a lot of them had a real injury. I mean, yeah. Derek Lively has a real broken nose. Yes. Uh, Do you want to, we can talk more ahead. about that in just a second. But I mean, Kyrie is really hurt. Uh, I think Luca is real right now. We're playing Luca almost 48 minutes a night. And maybe that's another key to it too, is like kid said, we can't use him for 40 minutes a night. Then they went out and did. And they're like, man, he just needs he, you know, he needs rest. And we can't use him like this. And I mean, nothing against Josh Green and, and Luke is Jaden too competitive Hardy. for a game like that to not try and go out there and do everything he I can, can to see win that for sure. So he'd try. He'd be like, hey, give me all forty three minutes. But I just was not. I'm just like, I'm not. I don't. I don't want to spend a second on this. I already know the result. Man, in his last five games, Luca forty minutes, 39, 45, 46, 43. What's Ooh. the average? Is that forty about forty two, forty three right the, there? Probably. Yeah. So that. Like, that Jordan did average that in a, in a few seasons. He averaged 40-plus minutes, but he also, he's not Michael Jordan. I mean, I love him, but he's not Michael Jordan, you know, and so he's deteriorating on you while you're doing this. But 
you know, it's I, I'll move forward and just say, hey, it's one game. I mean, it looks like they're going to be a play-in team. I don't see how they get out of that situation. I think they're going to be 7, 8, 9, or 10 uh, by the time this season ends, and I don't know how you do any damage playoff-wise from that position. Yeah, you do. The, what the, any chemistry that they're hoping to build, it isn't. It's weird because it's a start, stop, go, stop, go kind of situation with them all the time. So looking forward, I want to look forward and back. Let's look forward with Derek Lively. Jason Kidd said about the broken nose, I think he'll get fitted for a mask. Nice. Then you get the classic, we're taking it one day at a time. Hopefully he feels better and we'll see what that leads to for Saturday. And so we'll see in terms of getting the mask, how comfortable he feels with it, how ready to play he feels with it. But hopefully that means he'll be back sooner rather than later. Another future thing, you got to see Kyrie out there in warmups, and I know that's just what they are, but he was showing some ball handling skills that you like to think leads you to believe he'll be back soon. Or maybe I'm just super optimistic about something that happened in a warm-up i don't know yeah for like three weeks uh, whenever that soon happens kevin for about three weeks he'll play he'll probably miss two of the games out of three weeks sure. you know like just for hey it's a back-to-back or whatever and he needs to be out there and I, I, I do say this for as bad as the bench is and the depth is they do need to work like they do need to you got to see if you have something like, tradability for some of them. If Jaden Hardy is a tradable commodity, or if he's a guy that you're going to say, "Hey, I I want to use you more often." I just you got to show me that I can use you more often. There's a lot of questions on the depth of this team. This is where I didn't go into it. It was last week, but when Gavin Dawson was saying, "Hey, I would build the team around Kyrie," this is why you can't. And he's like, "Well, Luca misses games too." Well, that's like no, uh, th- that's not the same rate of missing games. You can look at Luca's career and look at Kyrie's career, and it's not even close to how many games you're going to get. I don't think you can build a team around a guy who's only going to play about fifty games a year. And also, it's nothing against him; he's tremendous. I love watching him, but he is six foot three. You really can't build teams around six foot three guys in the NBA. It doesn't work. You have to build around bigger guys and so I like him I I like what I've seen from Kyrie but this is part of Kyrie's experience is he's going to miss about 30 games a year for you and it's tough it's really tough when you don't have depth or you don't have three superstars on your team and then you leave that guy by himself with not a lot of depth and not another really talented guy to to defer to that's that always makes it tough with a Kyrie team and I know we're probably going to do a little bit of trade discussion later, but I want to voice my frustration against ESPN and Brian Windhorst. Tell him. Because he put out an article, I think it was yesterday, 2024 NBA trade deadline, the player most likely to be dealt on all 30 teams. I was like, oh, great. Let's take a look. And so I was excited to see what he had concocted and everything like that. Dallas Mavericks, most likely to be traded for Sean Holmes. Let's go. Rashawn Holmes. Double-double yesterday. That's true. Yeah, values up. Isn't playing regularly and could be combined with draft capital to find an upgrade. But his $12 million player option next season is a stumbling block. So he's like, hey, you could take a player that you don't really use and maybe some of your draft capital, which you don't really have, to try to make an upgrade. The issue is the player that you don't really use, nobody else really likes, especially because of the contract that he has the next year. And I'm like... 
Couldn't you give me somebody else win horse? Mm -mm. That's the best. That's the best we can. Because do. that's the best. Is that the best they have though? Like, I mean, when you look at the team, that is the best option, right? I, I think he, once he got to the West, he phoned in the article because very next is Denver Nuggets, and it says most likely to be traded, no one. So I think he just Jokic. got to the D. No, I think he got to the Western Conference right. and the D teams, and he's like, I'm out. I'm and done. you heard me talking to Chris Arnold. I was, I yes, was I did. floating uh, my mic likes it with him, so I won't go too far sure. into it right now. On this, this is the trade, this and that. They do have. I'm sure there are teams that probably have an idea on how they could possibly use Omax Prosper, but we have to know this. The Mavericks took them, and then you do, you know that the teams before didn't love them or they would have taken them. Right. And so you just don't know when a guy gets taken, you don't know really where they would have fallen in the draft because Prosper wasn't really considered a first-round pick. He was like that fringe, like at the end of the first to mid-second, like somewhere in there. Pick between 25 and 45. You're just not sure exactly where he's going to go. So could a team go, man, we could really use Omax Prosper to develop. We're going to lose 60 games the next couple of years, and we we have time for him. Like Dorian Finney-Smith, thank God he was on the Mavericks. If he was on another team, he would have never played because he wasn't ready to play in the NBA, but we had free minutes here because we weren't a good team. And that's what kind of Omax kind of needs a situation where they're not trying to make the playoffs. They're trying to see who can play in the NBA. From the four, six, nine, this is the, unfortunately, I don't know if it's ever going to happen. I really hope the THJ experience on the Mavs is over this trade deadline. And I just don't ever foresee that happening. I vividly remember last year being at radio row and getting buzz that the Mavericks were trying to, make that move and the Christian would move and they just weren't getting yeah. any. And buyers. his issue is yeah, he has another year on his contract in the off season. Tim Hardaway Jr. is on an expiring. Uh, Rashawn Holmes is on an expiring contract. That's the issue right now with Nico and Mark Cuban possibly trying to make deals is they don't have any expiring contracts and they're limited with draft picks. And the guy that probably teams like, Hey, you're trying to win now. We want Derek Lively. And the yeah. Mavericks, like, he's literally our only guy who's big that can play in this league. And so that's a no-go. So that's that's the tough thing right now for the Mavs is uh, the assets that they have. Possibly in the offseason it could get better. But, yeah, it's just a team, Kevin, I just keep looking at and I go, how do they get out of this situation? Okay, so here's my question to go with this. I want to know if y'all have seen this and then if you think – it's transferable going forward. All right, is, let's try it. Luca was talking the other day about uh, look, we've all we've gone through the concerns about refs and all this and that focus, but one of the things he said is I try to talk even more on defense to try to give the team energy. If I do it, it's going to inspire everybody to do it, so I have got to do it more. Fact. So he's acknowledging this is something that I have done that is helpful but I need to do it more. I wanted to know, looking back at the first half or so of this season, have you noticed more chatter from Luka defensively and not at the refs or anything right. like that? And is this something that could help going forward? I'm not saying fixes the things, but help. I He has been better defensively. It doesn't mean he's good defensively, but he's been better. Yeah. And then I did notice him talking a lot the other night where they had the win where he had 45 uh, points. I'm drawing a blank. For some reason, my mind's drawing a blank on who they... Oh, it was uh, up-and-coming Orlando. Yes. They had to go to zone defense because they just weren't able... As giving up 77, 79 points at halftime, they came out and said, look, obviously, man-to-man, -man, we stink at yeah. it. 
and we're not going to get any better right. at it. Let's try zone and see if it throws them off. And it did. They had an unbelievable third quarter because their zone defense was somewhat working. So you don't and think I, zone is for cowards? Well, it, it's a it's a change up that you can only use so long. Yeah. And then obviously Wagner started making three point shots. They're like, well, this isn't working any longer. We're going to have to go back to man to man and see if it throws them off that we've gone out of the zone. But I did notice Luca talking a lot during that. That he was he was like okay. because in zone defense there really has to be a lot of talking because in the NBA it's why it works in college and Choppy pointed this out the other day there's two guys on a college basketball team who can't score a basket so you're kind of that's probably fair. and so it it is tough there are certain guys like you can see when you're playing the Mavericks you don't guard Maxi Kleba you let him do whatever he wants you don't have any threat of him hurting you in any way offensively. Same with somewhat Dwight Powell, except for, you know, lob passes. And so <laughs> it's it's tough to find guys on NBA courts who have no offensive skill. There are some, but not a lot. And so I think Luka trying on defense has helped out, but they're still limited. That's the tough thing is they're still limited. They don't – Dwight Powell can't guard a human in the NBA. You know, Derek Lively's 19, and he's, he's way better than you'd ever think at this age, but he's still at times limited – on what he's going to be able to accomplish at his age. And then Grant Williams has really struggled for the most part this year. You know, so it's it's just tough. You're not a very you're one of the smallest teams in the NBA. And so it's it's really tough to be good defensively when you're relying on a 19-year-old to be the anchor and you have other guys that really THJ struggles defensively. He's not going to get better at it. Luka isn't going to get much better at it, but he has gotten better. Now he's got the highest defensive rating right now of his career. Okay, so I, I'll give him credit is, for, for sure. when it comes to defensive rating for whatever that that stat is worth to you. It's the highest of his career so far, so he is giving the effort on that end, the, despite the fact that the Mavs played that video of him getting thrown on the ground that day or when he tripped. Should have played that. Yeah. Now staying in the NBA space, who is an announcer that we all love and perhaps think is a national treasure? Eric Nadell. That's true. Kevin Harlan. Thank you. Not Eric Nadell. Wow. Because we said, that's fine. We said in the NBA space. Okay. All right. In the NBA space. I've never heard him call an NBA game. Not saying he can't do it. I bet he could. I just have never heard it. Let's go to cut number one. This is Kevin Harlan doing a read for the brand new Suicide Squad video game. He has concerns. Do the impossible in Suicide Squad. Kill the Justice League. Can I say that? <laughs> when it launches on February 2nd. He said it. Feels like I've broken an FCC rule right there. So, <laughs> can I say that? I mean. He's awesome, man. I, I, I just think he's the best and the personality that he brought to that. I do you think. Top notch. Do you, let me ask you this. Do you think he knows the two, the two groups? That no. the Suicide Squad is group here, and that the Justice League is another group here in the DC universe. Based just off of that read, my answer <laughs> to you would be an emphatic no. He's reading it, and like if there's a picture of uh, Harley Quinn, you know, yeah. next to a picture of Superman, maybe he's like, "Oh, got it, got it, got it." But in this instance, I think it was a piece of paper, and he was like, "Suicide." The Justice League, can they kill him? It's too bad that Halloween is too far away because there could clearly be a hybrid costume, Kevin Harlan Quinn, 
and like see what you could do with that. You want to see right? Kevin Harlan a little bit. dresses Harley Quinn. Well, it doesn't that. have to be that. It can be whatever your interpretation. You could have a suit on with the makeup and the hat. Like there, there's something we could figure out there. I will tease though, since we just got done with Mavericks, who we could trade for. Yeah, twelve forty-five. There's somebody that I'm interested in that I think is gettable with LeBron. the limited assets that they have. We're the KNC masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, I'm very excited and concerned about this segment. What objectively stupid thing did you try? But at least you learned, hopefully, a valuable lesson along the way. 877-881-1053. We'll do it next right here on The Fan. KNC masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. We kicked this around yesterday and decided that it needed to be a topic. What objectively stupid thing did you try? But at least you learned a valuable lesson along the way. Well, hopefully you learned a valuable lesson. I'm along loving the, the fan way. text right now, Kevin. This is this is great. Valuable lesson learned a truck pulling me on a skateboard is not the best idea. These are the things that I like seeing. Okay. Here. You know what? I'm going to can I give a bonus one? Yeah. Because that reminded me of a bonus one that my mom thought was objectively stupid. Uh-huh. I thought it was research. All right. So my mom, look, there's a lot to this story, and I dispute the way it gets told by my family. My mom got me and my sister, like, full-size gumball machines, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, you had to put the coin in and turn it, and then we had the key to get the money out and everything like that. There are so many different colored gumballs in there i really wanted to know as a child what would happen if i unscrewed the top and poured water in there like i wanted to know what would happen and like what color water would come out and everything like dark that. purple it was i think it was like a dark blue <laughs> but i also didn't really think any of this through because i didn't put a towel down on the carpet or anything like that Oh my and God. so there was like a dark oh blue God. stain. Looked like I'd curb stomped the cookie monster or something on my carpet. <laughs> and, and he just went, yeah. <laughs> Is that- we get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. That's right. That was the cookie monster getting murdered. Buckle up, boys and girls. Is my mom thought that was objectively stupid. She was furious. And correct. And thinking that it was objectively stupid. Okay. Do you want to hear the rest of the story that I think my mom tells from a slanted point of view? Yeah. All right. So my sister still had her gumball machine. So we lived in a house where there was like a a middle part to the stairs, you know? So you like go down half the stairs. There's a middle level and then it turns the other direction. Yeah, Maxine and Wendell had one like that. Is That's my grandparents. My sister was up there with the top part of the gumball machine. And I was like, oh, yeah, you could throw it down to me. I thought, logically, that she would know I was kidding, but she did not. And she threw, this has been painted in my family as if as a child, 
I wanted her. I'm assuming it wasn't plastic. No, it was it was glass. My sister and mom have painted this as if I was jealous that she still had her gumball machine and I did not. You were. She recklessly threw it. You said throw off. it. I'll catch it. That's not reckless. I was a little kid. I couldn't be expected to catch that. It's not my fault. She couldn't understand sarcasm. She trusted you. She was reckless through the gumball That's machine. And at which point I was like, I got to get out of here. I ran away and it shattered into a million pieces. How old were you? Probably, 17? No, probably like seven. Okay. Pretty Pretty young, but that's a very famous story in my family that always gets told against my point of view. Well, it is. My a, point it of view should is be. She was reckless. No, you. No, I. I agree with your mom and your sister a hundred billion percent. I support you all the time. I supported your dream to become an actor. I know you did. But you won't support me on this. Look, I know my most reckless. It just hit me. I made it to Lubbock in three hours. Oh my God! Do you know how fast? Five hour trip, isn't it? Yeah, from okay. here. <laughs> At one point, this is so horrible. <laughs> I'm so lucky in this case. I go past a police officer. Like he's gunning to see speeds. I probably go by him at 105 miles an hour. Oh, dear. That seems fast. And, and so I saw his lights turn on. And after I passed him, I was like, crap. Because I didn't see the cop till it was too late. And I floor it to probably 125 oh miles an hour. Oh, my God, Mike. And I exit. I get off, like, on the next exit. <laughs> and I drive down, like, a... You're going to see Sue? Is this what yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. And I just drive down this road for a couple miles and then park the car somewhere for about 10 minutes. Going so you are legit trying to evade the police. Yes. <laughs> and then I got back on the highway about 10 minutes later, so... And I see the cop car, you know, parked another few miles down there. But I'm just driving the speed limit now. So this wasn't the time that I made it in three hours, but I was making this drive in maybe th- maybe three and a half. Maybe maybe I'm exaggerating, but it was definitely easily under four hours, going way too fast on the highway. And so you do see him later, and you're and he doesn't even recognize you. Took just, my hat off or put a hat on. <laughs> I don't know this. Maybe cops can can I text think, in. I think that same thing. If I surely they can't figure out that I've taken off or putting on a put on a hat, they could never break that code. I, I don't know this, and, and if they don't catch you in the act of speeding, as in they didn't stop you then, and then it's thirty minutes later, can they say you were speeding? You were speeding 20 miles ago. Good question. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. And now when they are gunning, they're just like, well, he's going by me at 70 miles an hour. I can't. Yeah, I guess I can't, they could I don't, try I don't to know. get you for evading the police. But like I'm so lucky. That was so stupid of me. So that was one of the ones where it's like really dumb. Luckily, approximately at 19 years old or 20 years old, didn't get caught. Some of these are shocking. Go ahead. From the 562, as a kid building a ramp and trying to jump over a Tonka truck that was six feet away on my bike, but I ended up landing on the Tonka truck and breaking my neck. Holy crap. I learned a valuable lesson there. I cannot jump over a Tonka truck. I don't know if that is the total Tonka lesson are tiny. to be learned right there. How high can you not jump? Okay. I guess they were a kid then. It feels like you're baiting you them into trying to You can jump over a Tonka no, truck now, but right? But it was six feet away. So like they're like I'm gonna fly over okay. this thing and end yeah, up. Yeah, you don't. You're not Byron Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So no, no. 
And then this is a really, really good one. I learned to always knock before I enter a room. The images are still burned in my mind. Yeah, every room. Oh, Adrian, like I did have to, I took all the locks off the, the boys and Lucy's root doors because when they get mad, they try to go in there and lock the door and you can't have a conversation with them or whatever. And so I was like, well, all y'all, I don't have locks anymore. And then I realized when I would go into that room, I just need to knock. I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen anything. But one day I, I walked in and Adrian was like, why did you not knock? And I was like, what do you mean? I, I opened the door. The kid's in there hanging out, talking to somebody on the phone, right? And she was like, hopefully. Uh, oh. Do yeah. you have it assigned out that you have to deal with the boys' issues and she does the girls' issues? Because Jess has already been like, hey, when we get to that point with Noah, you need to have this. I know Adrian gave Avery and Carter a book in like second grade. But they're changing bodies. About it, yeah. And they've gone through classes. So if they have any questions, you know, I'm there for them if they have questions. But. For the most part, man, I just don't want to know a lot of stuff. Now, <laughs> this is a good this is a good text that brings up an important question. Jumping off my friend's roof into the pool, all I can say is we're lucky to still be alive and walking. If nothing bad happens to you, do you learn a lesson? It seemed like Mike was your three hour trip to Lubbock after you evaded the cops. I can't remember. So you to might be- not have learned a lesson. I I feel like I drove slower. Okay. I won't say the speed limit, but I did drive slower from that point. So I think I had done that. I think it was coming from Lubbock to Dallas that I that I was able to like three and a half hour it knock an hour and a half off your time. Okay, okay. But that's what I was curious about. If nothing bad is the outcome, do you really learn a lesson? Mine's real gentle. I think I went through the process of after I stupidly did what I did, I thought about what if that wouldn't have worked? And that's when I was like, I've learned my lesson because yeah. I, I don't know what you can do, but I think I might have gone to jail. Yes. Well, you, you were trying to evade police yeah. and you were going that fast. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah, no, definitely. Mine's mine's very tame because yesterday I did kind of discuss that I learned not to get into gutters because my dad said that kids die in gutters, uh, flash well, floods and stuff. Yeah. But well, I'm not worried about a clown. That's not real, Kevin. Um, oh, clowns are real. That just reminded me of another stupid thing I did with my buddy Nick Malley. Okay, I'll get back to yours in just a minute. Um, Adrian and I had been split up. She was off at college. And one of my coworkers at On the Border, her name was April. She was my trainer. And she was, look, I had a crush on her, all right? Oh a huge crush on her. And she was older, you know, and there was no way. But one day I heard her walking by and she was like, oh, I got to find somebody to help me changed my brake pads and i had changed brake pads with my dad multiple times and i was like i know how to change brake pads so i went ahead and put on my shiny armor i got on my white horse and i trotted over there to her and i was like i'm just saving your life right now i can do your brake pads and she was like really yeah so she shows up at my house i get all my dad's tools out and i get her car and jack it up i jack her car up and i say you go wait inside hang out you do whatever you need i'll i'll take care of this And then I realize I've never, I'd never changed the brake pads on a car that needed a key to get the tire off. And so I was like, oh crap, I don't have that. So I start lowering the jack down, but I forgot to tighten all the lug nuts back. And all of a sudden out of nowhere, I heard, and I look over and that, uh, (laughs) that, that key needed one. 
it popped off. So now I got her tire off, and I just jacked it back up, changed her brake pads, and did that with all of them, and all of the tires did that. And so she was driving around without a key uh, lug oh, nut. Oh, no. And so I did get them done. It didn't matter. She didn't love me, uh, but uh, but it's okay. I found love eventually. Do you think she knew because of the shoddy worksmanship that you might have She didn't done? hear it. She didn't know that I did shoddy worksmanship, but that's when I learned, Kevin, You some cars you need a key to get mm. the lug nuts off So or the, the, the one that's locked. Mike, just real quick from the 214, I put on a cape and jumped off the roof thinking I could fly. Let's just say lesson learned. Okay, I put my sister on the roof because we had a basketball goal on the roof and the ball went behind it and got stuck and we couldn't get the ball. So I put her up there and I said, all right, now jump down to me. Oh, see, like she the gumball ref- machine. And she refused. See, like the gumball machine. So you then I went it? and got my blanket out, and me and my buddy stood there oh with my, my blanket. God. We were like, just jump. We'll catch like you. Like firefighters? Yes. And it was a thin yarn blanket, and she oh didn't jump. God. And our neighbor came over and called us dumbasses and was like, I'll climb up there with a ladder and get her down. Your neighbor sounds smart. Mike, what else did you do those really Well, like dumb? in fourth grade, when it was summertime and we were bored, me and my buddy Nick Malley would go into the sewers and walk the sewer system. <laughs> like a Ninja Turtle? Cool. Like we, they're pretty big tunnels, but they're also really dark. Uh-huh. And I was like, when we were doing this, I was like, man, I'm kind of scared and this feels pretty stupid. So I just remember that one too, that for some reason we would decide like, you know, it'd be a fun thing to do. Did you do this a lot? A few, probably three or four times. What was the draw of like continuing to go into the sewer? I don't, something to do. (laughs) It was 1988 or whatever. There was no internet and (laughs) a lot of TV and stuff. There was nothing to do in 1988. We were were like tired of playing Excite Bike or shooting the basketball. So we were like, all right, let's go see what's in the sewers. Oh my gosh. Let's see where it takes us. We were always wondering, you know, when we walk this thing, when we find an exit, where will it exit us to? Man, there's a lot of there's a lot of roof discussion here that roof. <laughs> yeah, that it's concerning from the because the roof is fascinating as a child. Of course, you can't get up there. You don't know how to get up there. You're not supposed to get what up there. Secrets exist yeah. up on the roof from the four six nine. Uh, we used to play tag jumping across the roofs of four or five houses that were next door to each other. Somehow we survived from the eight one seven went swimming with my childhood friends. Although I couldn't swim, that, that does seem does feel like a fundamental problem. Yeah, one time I was we were at a, a church party and a friend of mine jumped in the pool and he couldn't swim and he started yelling help. And I was fifteen and I'd just taken a, a, a lifeguard class, so I dive in to help him and he grabs me by the head and starts pushing me underwater so that he can like stay afloat. And whenever I came up for air, I punched him in the face and knocked him out and then oh pulled him to the side. And I was like, that was my only option was to hit him so that I could we could both live. Man, that's so I didn't even have to give him CPR turn. and kiss him on the mouth or anything. That's not what CPR is. I know that's what the Sandlot says happened, but we're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, aside from the quarterbacks, is Travis Kelsey the most important player in this year's Super Bowl? Talk about it next right here on The Fan. Mahomes to throw against a four-man rush. Fires it near side to Kelsey. Comes back to the ball and holds it in. Touchdown, Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes absolutely took duct tape and just wrapped the ball around the waist of Travis Kelsey for a 19-yard touchdown. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 through The Fan right now. 
It's time to go around the entire NFL and dip into some gridiron gravy. Yeah. yeah, here we go. Good Let's dip, start. Strong. The person who made that catch, if I said, aside from quarterback, Travis Kelsey is the most important player in this year's Super Bowl, what say you? Maybe. Okay. Here's my question to ask about the other person. Who do you think wins if they get shut down more? Christian McCaffrey or Travis Kelsey? Because I was leaning towards if I shut down McCaffrey, I think that could shut down San Francisco. If I shut down Travis Kelsey, maybe it does shut down Kansas City. Or maybe Patrick Mahomes, Michael Jordan, (laughs) finds other ways to beat you. I'm not as concerned about, like, Shutting down Christian McCaffrey, I'm fine with him getting plays, but the big plays are what I can't let happen. So, like, Travis Kelsey, it's not necessarily the big plays. It's just the ones where you're just like, man, he just keeps getting you first downs. Uh, He's your third down receiver. He's your, you know, and then there's a touchdown. You're like, dad gum. But Christian McCaffrey's 39-yard touchdown can't happen. So, I will say yes, but I also think that Patrick Mahomes is more important in that situation, too. Well, sure. That's why I said aside from quarterbacks. Well, and I also think that Brock Purdy's pretty important, Kevin. Oh, my God. Oh, I got a story for you about that in a little bit. Maybe tomorrow. Is Christian McCaffrey, two playoff games this season, 260 total yards from scrimmage and four touchdowns. Obviously amazing. For Travis Kelsey, he caught 11 passes on 11 targets, 85.2% completion to target percentage for him in the playoffs. So, both of those guys have been absolute beasts for this thing. I think I'll go with Travis Kelsey, but I understand the logic about Christian McCaffrey. The Dolphins. Do you think that's the second best option if you're saying Travis Kelsey yeah, a, is? A million percent. Yes. A million percent. Yeah. Uh, I guess a hundred percent. Man, yeah, you're right. There, There is also a chance that Ayuk might be a huge factor just because the the he is their receiver. Like Debo Samuel's their everything. He is their receiver, and he will be the one that can. I mean, you saw the play that he made downfield that nobody thought he should have caught. So, and that can be a factor. And then in the end zone, they go right to him. So, I think that Ayuk is one of those massive factors because Kittle can be missing for the whole game and and have one play. Now, the Dolphins are going to interview Chris Shula from the Rams for their defensive coordinator job. I mean. Stupid question. I always play with names. Is he related to Don Shula? Yes, he is. And I was hoping you would ask that exact question. He is an ass- Rams assistant right now. He is the grandson of Don Shula. Okay. So I, that would be kind of And didn't neat. we have, is he Mike Shula's son? Didn't we have Mike Shula at one point on the Cowboys coaching staff? Am I crazy about this? I've For a little bit of time that Don Shula's son was... Did. On one of the Cowboys staffs. I don't know which one. I forget. I, but. Believe it or not, while I know that he is Don Shula's grandson, I guess I did not look to go see about Mike. Mike Shula was not on the Cowboys oh, staff. Never According, on his, okay. according to his Wikipedia page. Okay. Sorry okay. about that. Uh, okay. I'll go look. I, I do believe, I feel like Dave, uh, Dave Shula was from 89 to 90. Yeah. And is that his son too? Yep. Okay. Sorry, I got the names wrong. A lot of Shula's out there. Yeah, Dave's not here, man. All right, what is the Cheech and Chong reference, everybody? That's right. That's right. Kevin Hagland. Did you watch a lot of Cheech and Chong? No, but I mean, Dave's not here, man. Familiar with how the world works. 
What's the number one thing that Trevor Lawrence has to fix? Because Doug Peterson has the team around him. Oh, mm, I, that needs to happen a little bit. I thought there was a lot of confusion on when the ball was snapped. There seemed to be confusion on where receivers were running, and I could. This is the one thing as just a fan, you don't know: are they running the wrong routes, or is he throwing the ball because he's he's wrong? He thinks the maybe an option route should be going here, right. and it's not. So, to me, there seemed to be a lot of confusion on where the ball should be going. Now, Doug Peterson, not he didn't discount that at all. He yeah. just specifically said, so the biggest thing we have to focus on moving forward is how we turn the ball over. We can't have that many turnovers. Trevor Lawrence in three years, 39 interceptions, 33 fumbles. And he's like, look, that's the number one thing. We have to protect the football. For the quarterback, the person that touches the ball every snap, we have to make sure the emphasis is taking care of the ball. For him, obviously, I'm a big fan of his. He was considered one of the smartest quarterbacks coming out in a draft class. They would allow him at Clemson his junior year because he didn't go all four years. His junior year, he was calling plays. They were allowing him in some games to be like, hey, just for your development as a player, you're so good, you run the offense. Now, obviously, they might not do that against Alabama or whatever, but there were times like, yeah, man, a lot of times you don't let college quarterbacks have this much responsibility. They're not prepared or ready for this much responsibility. And that's why I thought, man, not only does he have the body, the skill, the talent, and all these things, but it seems like he might have the brain to be kind of Peyton Manning-like. And so far in the NFL, it hasn't correlated because there seems to be, to the turnovers and everything, there seems to be confusion on a lot of situations. And I asked Broadus this, and he said maybe so, is – Does Doug Peterson have too confusing of a system for the wide receivers and the quarterback to understand? That's an interesting question. Uh, The other thing, too, when it it came to Peyton Manning, who we kind of, again, all expected him to kind of turn into, like he had command of everything. Yes. Like absolute command, even of the players. They understood where they stood with him. And I feel like with Trevor Lawrence, he kind of just kind of lets it all, hey, everybody else. You know, I, I know I'm the quarterback and I'm the chosen one here, but... Everybody else can kind of help me figure it out. Whereas he needs to be the one going, no, this, 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 this. You have to be here and demand all that stuff too. Patrick Mahomes just set another record for the most expensive NFL game-worn jersey. He had a game-worn jersey, and this is the crazy part to me. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is great. I'm not disputing that at all. It was his week five jersey from last year. Like, he had a good game. But I wouldn't have thought like you oh, thought maybe an AFC championship yeah. game or yes. something. Yeah, same here. It sold for two hundred thirteen thousand dollars, or excuse me, it marks the most expensive Mahomes jersey ever sold at an auction. I have no doubt that eventually you will see some of these more key pieces. But two hundred thirteen thousand for a game worn used Mahomes jersey from just a regular just game. A regular game. It's. It's pretty dang. That's pretty dang. So impressive. his Super Bowl jersey is going to catch a pretty penny, huh? Oh my God! But he will keep that, right? I mean, I think of Tom Brady when he had that comeback yeah. against Atlanta. He made sure to keep his jersey, and then it somehow got stolen. And I think there's a whole like thirty for thirty on there, that situation. It's, or? it's pretty good. I think that might be NFL films, okay. but it is actually pretty good if you get a chance to watch. Yeah, it's it. called eighty for Brady, right? Those no, that's ladies different. Oh, yeah. broke in and took his jersey. <laughs> that's, a, that's a different. That was really weird. <laughs> that's a different deal. We tried to catch him in the shower. Trying and stuff. to hook up with. Rob Gronkowski, 
Did you watch that movie? No, but okay. What's the lady who does Jazzercise? Who's Fonda. Fonda. Yeah, she's yeah, she's in that movie, right? I think was Sally Field. Sally in that Field too? is in it. She's too? a respected actress. Wasn't she like Rita Moreno? Maybe she was a she was as a teeny like she wasn't I Dream a Genie, but she was in the some Flying Nun. Is that what she was? I, I believe okay. so. And Lily Tomlin. Look, man, who's hilarious. You take the work that you can get. I have to admit, I never saw the movie, so maybe it's great. Wow. I don't know. Look, they're like, you hey. take the work you can get. I mean, at at some point, do you want to be the star of a major movie? I'd be like, sure. I got stuff to do, or I got stuff I want to do, so why the hell not? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No? Not fair? I say yes, fair. With a KNC masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Yes, it's a weird segment. Why? It's always weird. We're just segment. kind of, you know, it we, was fun, but we were, yeah, waving. Yeah, weaving in and out. Do you need more intense football content? Not at all. Oh. Football season is almost over. I mean, we should probably should do a, like a full Dan Quinn breakdown. Ah, uh, that's right. Coming up next. For the next two hours. I think he's just oh telling you. What we should do at noon Okay, for all the hours. Well, it was going to be a question about the Chiefs. Would you rather pivot to Micah and Dan Quinn? Ooh, well, I like totally that. Decide. I vote for Micah and Dan Quinn because it's America's team and everybody wants to hear about the Dallas Cowboys. Well, Are you going to have that same attitude throughout that segment? Because I will vote against it then. We will see. 877-881-1053. Do you want to talk about if America is sick of the Chiefs or... What Micah said in the Dan Quinn stuff. Let us decide. We'll do it next right here on The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.